That was like that was like Paris Hilton jewelry right there. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty and valuable all at the same time. <laughs> uh. version 2.0 this is episode number 98 i am dan and the two anderson power pole haters are with us nick and justin say hi yay yeah you just totally agree with that right off the bat dude i've gotten annihilated so bad this last week <laughs> saying some negative <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anderson power poles. i think i might you as well just, just stop on it and then just, the, no, I'm just going to go for it. I mean, why all not? Board. Let them all burn. And then, of course, there's uh, the good guys of the crew, me and me and Jesse. Jesse's, Jesse's yeah. with us. What's going on? We don't we don't like to piss anybody off. So we just kind of say whatever we need to to be on everybody's good side. Yep. Apparently. Works out pretty good. It does work out pretty well. I like it. Nick and Justin, you guys, rabble rousers. What can I say? That's what we do. Far worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys... Today. <laughs> yeah. Today. <laughs> By your wife. Yeah. yeah. Repeatedly. So what's been going on? Anything exciting happening this week? Who, who wants to go first? I got some flying in bitches. I don't believe it. Oh, I don't believe geez. it. Video oh, didn't happen. It's for real. Really? <laughs> yeah. And if you can't tell, I've just taken over this, this uh, section of that? the show. So just hang tight, Nick and Jesse. You don't have to call it out next time. You can just go with it. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, we kind of figured. <laughs> yeah, that, that was. We, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. That was in Dan's talking notes for me. Well, some of them I've heard lately kind of do that, but we, we got this. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the floor is yours. Go <laughs> for it. <laughs> okay, so that means you got to start talking now. I know. I'm ready. I'll, I'm ready. I'll stand, I got stand flights back. in today, or not today? This week. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Last when was it? Sunday, Saturday, crap! I, you know I, what? See, I don't believe. I'm failing you. my lie now. I don't see, believe. Dan didn't. Can, can this isn't because I'll start over again. <laughs> this isn't because Dan threatened to, uh, you know, maybe kick you off the show if you didn't get some flying in. Is it? Uh, I don't know. There was some weasel wording in the contract. I. So here's the deal. I'm still having my lawyers look it over. Here's the thing, man. If you were under some type of police interrogation right now, they would totally not believe that you flew. Which was it, man? Was it Saturday or was it Sunday? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You guys caught me in the lie. No, so I <laughs> I flew on Saturday. That's right, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Because Saturday, I was at the field for our club meeting to get all set up and ready for the upcoming Snohomish Fun Fly. So I went and flew. I got some flights on the gasser. I got some flights on the electric. I actually have witnesses. My good buddy Greg Campbell happened to uh, vouch for me on our forums. It's true. Do you know what that means in trucker lingo? Mm. What? You're good, buddy. I don't. Oh, well, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. No, nah, we're going to leave that one alone. I can't believe Nick doesn't know that. 
No. Why would I know that? Do I look like a trucker? I just, you just kind of strike me as the kind of guy that hangs out at truck stops. <laughs> I don't know. Good amenities there. There's somebody, there, there's somebody out there that knows what that means in trucker lingo. Well, you're going to have to tell us. I might offend no. somebody. Does yeah, it, let's, let's does it throw do Jesse's moral compass left, away? Let's, no, uh, let's, let's continue <laughs> on. What did Greg see you do? Did he see you hover? Did he see you? What did no, he see? No, he actually saw me fly. What? I put I put a bunch of flights. I wouldn't oh. say a bunch. I put about I'd say <laughs> five flights on the gasser, uh, probably four or so flights on the electric. Yeah, I know it was only nine flights, but hey, that's awesome. I'll take it. I was excited. I was like, holy crap, dude! That's like two months of flying. It is all rolled Seriously. into one day. Yeah. Huh. And I couldn't get the damn nitro to start. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I mean. I, this thing has been uh, nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. And this episode of Digging In has been brought to you by Justin Pucci. <laughs> <laughs> Nitro tuning with Justin Pucci. There, Damn yep. thing won't start. I can't get it to start. <laughs> no, It'll be so more I, of a question and answer type digging in. <laughs> Does anybody out there listening know? The questions. Does anybody out there listening know how to start this thing? That's what it's going to be. You better make yeah. it. You better make it a live production so people can give you they're, tips. No, they're they're going to call in. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to call in and tell me. Show. Sell so, it and get an electric. <laughs> uh, I'm about that close, man. I so I can't get the damn thing started. I tried for about twenty thirty minutes and said, "Screw it, I'm not wasting my time." Right. Uh, the compression felt really low, and so I brought it back home, took it apart. The ring, I I'm going to replace the ring. The ring looks pretty rough it's not completely dead but i think it's it's pretty darn rough and that's probably part of it i don't know if there's anything else in there that would be causing the problem because everything else looks good but that's my situation right now on the nitro so i got the gasser and the electric running everything's good there got some good flights in see and and here's the deal dan mm-hmm. you guys make fun about the fact that i only get a few flights in every you know six months or so but here's here's the key to that i don't have a warm-up flight anymore because the minute i get to the field i'm like okay i gotta get some flying in and i gotta make it worthwhile so i just go straight into doing crap are you guys hearing this really what no one just tried to justify only getting in eight flights i think he did i'm not justifying it dude oh i'll take anything i can get at this point (laughs) What did I tell Nick last night? I ca- oh, I said uh, that you guys think that the fun flies are nice and relaxing. That's my time to progress because I because I can actually sit there for two days or three days straight and fly. It's so sad. It is. That is. It's only been this season. I, I never used to be this way. New it kid. has nothing to do with the kid. Uh, I was just, uh, I was so just, just about you know, to say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, so that, that happened last weekend. Haven't gotten any flights in this week, uh, but I have been messing around with the Helibug um, power bug alternator on the bench. It's a pretty cool little device, so uh, I'm looking, looking forward to getting that on the gasser and uh, flying it at the upcoming Funfly, actually, at Snohomish. 
that's really that's really what i'm getting ready for is just getting all the helis i got one more heli to finish up we've got i'm taking all next week off or this week if you're listening now guys and so it's just going to be a heli vacation for me any any goals for you know flight numbers this next week you know i don't know why don't you set me a goal jesse 60 60 flights for the entire fun fly starting whenever you're you said you had the whole week off so i do i guess are you counting the whole week as a fun fly no because because they've got the freestyle 3d class on wednesday and thursday and they don't want people flying during that so i really want just on the north flight line right uh you know we'll have to get back to you on that so so 59 flights then i'll give you one okay that's fair yeah that's fair i'll I'll take (laughs) it i you're so i think okay let's see friday saturday remember that was just a goal that wasn't a prediction do you want a prediction i don't think he'll make it to 25 (laughs) oh that was that was a goal not a prediction 25 dude i heard it jesse i thought it was funny yeah you're killing 25. me. What? We're going to have to see. $25. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> tune in when we come to you live from Snohomish, and you will find out how many flights I've got. Oh, uh, you know let's why take bets. I say 25? Oh, uh, let's take Why bets. do you say 25? Because I don't think you've made it past 20 without a crash in a oh, oh, dude. Did that, that do you feel, stings. Good, do you feel better point. about yourself after saying that, Nick? Seriously. <laughs> Well, I'm, are you going to sleep at night man. tonight? Is it is that you can just throw that out there and not feel bad about yourself? Well, there's oh. there's <laughs> that can't be. You're the scientist here. Just look at the data, man. Just look uh, at the data. data. The data would suggest. <laughs> I think we should make friendly bets. Me, Nick, okay. and, and Justin or Jesse on this one. How many okay, flights friend- is Justin going to get? Friendly bet. No, 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 no items. And and is it? The the closest to it without going over. Price is right rules. That's right. That sounds good to me. And do you want to stick with twenty five, Nick? No, no, <laughs> no. Um, I'm gonna go eighteen, dude. <laughs> I said I couldn't go over. We can't go over. I'm nervous. Nineteen makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> this is no, what I've got to put up with. This is pretty <laughs> tough. Seriously. Somewhere. Man, I, I want to say like eight, but. Eight. Jesse. Oh, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse. No, no, no. I'm, that, that was mean. That was a shot. I'm sorry, Justin. Uh, 23. Let's go 23. Okay. <sighs> we got 18. We got 23. Dan, where are you at? Dan's going to bust out with a 17. No, I, I'm thinking I, I'm going to split the difference and I'm going to go 19. Because it's gonna be between the two, yeah. That is like the biggest. That's dick the price of right move. Possible. Yeah, that's now the, we all hate that, you. That's the pleasure of being the last person to ask the price. That's what everyone does so on that stupid. Why don't you go one dollar? Because if you th- you know maybe he's gonna go over all. Of <laughs> no, he's he's not. Yeah, under, he's he's gonna go under. right in between you two. I, I actual. And, and do I get okay? So I, I'll say nineteen, but I actually think the number is gonna be right at about twenty, twenty-one maybe, but. Okay, so I got 18, Dan's 18, got 19, Jesse's 19, got and 23. 23. Okay, yeah. all right, I accept the challenge, you bastards. <laughs> that's that's a tall order, man, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling kind of nervous now. Man, 
how <laughs> how have I degraded to this position? Well, we could just go back like the last no, 20 episodes. No, no, just stop. <laughs> stop. That, stop. that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my bad. He didn't really want an answer for that. That wasn't in the that wasn't in the notes. <laughs> okay, I, I'm done being the center of attention. How how have you been doing, Nick? I've been doing great. Yeah. Anything yeah. new and exciting going on with you there, Nick? Um, let's see, man. I had a. Uh... Oh, <laughs> yes. I I did not have a very good last weekend of flying. Uh, just busy. Life got busy. I did make it out to the field. Um, I had a stumper, and this was a absolute stumper. So now, in the last episode, we had talked about uh, I had done that very creative inverted auto with the canopy slide thing. So I got I got the heli all fixed. And let's see, put a BEC in it. I uh, did some servo swapping around because uh, I'd stripped some servo gears and was going to put some different servos in that heli anyway. So anyway, I, I, I messed with a bunch of stuff on the DFC. Um, had put a, a version 2 icon on it. And so I slapped this thing all back together. It really didn't do much damage at all. The boom was just tweaked a little bit. So I put a new boom on it. Um, I had wanted to go through and put new bearings in the tail so i did that uh, while i was there and then just kind of messed around you know going back through everything and learning a little bit more about the icon and so i i go put this thing into a hover (laughs) and i pick it up off the ground and the tail just like i have zero tail response but it wasn't doing that spin of death it was like wishy-washy completely random with no control Mm. and i was not expecting that so now i've got it like three feet off the ground and it's just randomly tail in all different directions (laughs) and jimmy just you're like oh oh, i didn't know whether to run or i wasn't yeah (laughs) yeah hand stand behind him or run um so i did luckily manage to get it back down checked everything out on the bench and it's like perfect so anyway, this proceeded for a couple days, and I I had swapped like I just for, thought for sure that I got a a bad you know bad icon, so I swapped it uh, with a different one that didn't fix it, and so I'm going through like the whole helicopter. I knew these servos worked; they hadn't been crashed. Just absolutely dumbfounding. Long story short, uh, I'm sitting downstairs, and I get some time to work on it. Now, I'm not a big fan of spooling up helicopters inside, even without blades on it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't mind it, but I believe it should be done with two people just for safety purposes. When you're dealing with holding a helicopter, you've got a radio, and you might need to unplug batteries all at the same time. That's too many hands. But I risk it, so I spool this thing up, and sure enough, as the head speed increases the tail control goes away. So I let it go all the way up on the governor at, uh, is it like 2000? I go to give it rudder. I actually watch my tail boom as I give it rudder bend up like a quarter oh, inch back. Ouch. And I did almost pee a little bit because <laughs> I thought for sure the whole thing was going to come apart. 
Like it was that scary. You know, when you see something bend and you cringe because you're just waiting for the explosion, right. that's what I felt. And nothing moved on the tail slider. So I went, okay, I've got a mechanical issue. Long story short, I went through everything and just found out that I got some basically mispackaged thrust bearings that you could not tell were wrong on the bench. Huh. Yeah, like it spun perfectly free, but the thrust bearings were actually completely locked up. But since there was like enough slop between the radials and the thrust bearings, it just, the tail grip sat there and spun on the radials and the you couldn't even tell that the thrust bearings yep. were locked up. Until yep. it started to spool up, and the more pressure you put against them, the less response on the tail. And what I was seeing was uh, a badass MKS high-voltage servo giving it everything it had to give some rudder <laughs> and rudder not happening. And so, therefore, then the tail boom itself it's actually nothing. started to curl There's up. always a weakest link. Wow. And it was, it was, <laughs> dude, that is scary. That is not cool. Like, no bueno. I do not like doing it that. It gives you a feel for how strong those freaking servos are, dude. And, and actually, yeah, and what goes on in flight. I mean, oh, man. Yeah. Just phenomenal. So, luckily, I was able to get through all that. Um so I'm back to good flying helis now. I do have some cool news. This is, I, well, I think this is ultimate cool news. We are going to be doing a review on a Blade 700X. Oh, oh damn. Yes. There we yep. go. Yep, the guys at Horizon Hobby were, uh, you know, we've been talking back and forth, and I, I just, you know, I've been so intrigued about it. We had that interview with Steven, and I, I really kind of want to know and want to get down to it. And I know it's kind of weird, but it's like I, I don't trust anyone else. You know, I want to know for myself, is this is all of this paranoia legitimate? Or is it just paranoia from from previous models, from the smaller dinky stuff? So we've got it all worked out. They're going to be sending us 700X. I'm going to put it through everything that I enjoy doing, beating it, having fun, this and that. And, you know, we're going to get the, get the review done on that. So I'm really excited about that. And thank you um, to the guys at Horizon Hobby for, for making that happen. You know what, dude? I, I Part of me, I am... I am really excited for this review because part of me really wants it to be a good helicopter i mean really because i agree i don't know i want why, and to. i don't know why i don't know why that is but i want it to be a really good helicopter i i want it to be good but i'm i'm going to make sure that i actually go into it with uh you, you know not a with very very neutral everything in you know just completely neutral and pretend because actually this is kind of an advantage that i have I'm not a micro guy. Like, I didn't go through that. Yeah. So, I've never, I don't have a 130X. I was not an MCPX guy. So, I, I don't have all these horror stories or awesome stories that everyone else has. So, all of my stuff is just what I hear from other people. So, I really don't have that that deep-seated <laughs> you know, hatred. hatred or love <laughs> for it. Yeah. So, it's yeah. it's. It's kind of it's just worked out really well that I'm so neutral on it. It's just it. another 700 kit. 
Yeah, it is. Part, it's just see how, it, see how it does. Part of the yeah. reason I want it to be successful is uh, just for the from the local hobby shop standpoint because you know I want people in this area to start flying, and I want to be able to tell them, yeah, just go up there, dude. They have a fantastic helicopter up there that you can get easy and parts right there. I want to be able to do that. Yeah, because it's just yep. it's fantastic. We'll see if it turns got, out. I mean, dude, you know, uh, it, this is not an easy task for them in my mind to, to win my impression on it because here I'm, I'm sitting here with probably, you know, one of the more common models out there, big number in sales. You've got the 700 EDFC, which has been perfectly reliable for me. I'm not saying it's the best flying helicopter, but it's consistent mm. and reliable. Then in the other hand, I'm sitting here, I mean, um, I'm flying my 700 EX, which obviously being a part of that project uh, I like that helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of partial to that partial one, believe that it or one, not. Yeah. Just a Weird. bit. Yeah, it, it, just a little bit, which, you know, outflies my 700 DFC. So they've got a pretty tall pecking order with me to, you know, for me to be able to say yay or nay. But we'll see. Good luck with that, dude. That's going to be awesome. awesome. Jesse, what have you been up to, man? Dude, I've been I've been doing some flying, just you know, normal every weekend activities for me. So, so you got out last weekend with Nick and experienced and saw him struggling through the weekend. When you know, what was it, Nick? You forgot. Let's just say, it, like Nick said, he had he didn't have such a good weekend. I got in. No, no, no! Wait, wait, wait! He forgot what? Oh, I dude, it was oh, a train he, wreck. He he didn't quite bring it up, but it it was. Uh, <sighs> I forgot. I was feeling for. It. <laughs> what did you forget? Uh, extension cord. Oh yeah, no. yeah. I remember you mentioning this. Part of me was hoping no you charge radio. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was the extension cord, and then I go to do that, and I go to fly the the TFC, and the tail didn't yeah. work, and I was like, what? And then, and then it's did. it's one of those where it's like, dude, we can we can share charging setups. Just keep flying the EX, and it's, I was it's one of those okay, where it's like, but. You know, you have those days yeah. where it's like you just you get off on the wrong foot, you get out to the field, you've made mistakes, stuff's not going right. I looked Jesse square <laughs> in the eye. I was like, dude, you know what? It's only halfway through the day, right? It's beautiful out. Love you, man, but today's not my day. I'm going <laughs> I can oh, save I'm out. Day. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. No, so I, I stuck it out. I probably got in. Uh, 10 to 12 flights on the nitro and the seven between the nitro and the seven hv last week saturday went out again on sunday i uh, got in another eight to ten flights on the seven hv and the nitro and nick also came out sunday and did some filming for me so you guys might have noticed i put up a little flight video from Good. flying the seven hv last weekend mm-hmm. nice so that was a lot of fun and i it had been a while, so I was really anxious. I think that was like my main goal going out to the field last Sunday is just like, I don't care how many flights I get in. I just, I got to get a video taken and get it edited and get it up because it's, it's been a while since I put a video out. So, and I feel it was worth it because I, you know, I've, I've progressed since the last video. So it's, it's definitely worth putting a video out. And I then watched as it, dude. Far, good video. Good video? It was. Yeah. It was very good. How, how about, how about the music, Dan? Yeah, you, you, I, you know what? Yeah, we don't, uh, want to go there. we don't want to go there. <laughs> Next. <laughs> but let, no, you know what i listening to it i knew that nick didn't pick the music no 
I, that I, was I very right evident. Away. I agree with you, Dan. Yeah, right away I was like, well, Nick didn't pick this music. It would have been more energetic, I think, if Nick would have picked it. Yeah. But I'm not sure that, that's that, a compliment or it not. It is. It is completely a compliment. To who? Yeah. Nick or Jesse or <laughs> Jesus, you guys. I, I mean, uh, I'm really no, I'm but dude, it was here, so it was an really awesome important. flight, super smooth. But you know what? I was a little disappointed. What happened to the pirouetting rainbows? Oh, dude, those are still. Oh, are they still, still beating me up? <laughs> okay, never mind. Yeah, those those aren't uh, flight video worthy yet. They're they're still kind of ugly. Is he being modest, Nick? No, they're okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make yeah, sure. Yeah. That's, no. that's what a true friend does. Yeah. No, that's, they you are. You know what, dude? You could fly better than me, but that, but that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Those are, I mean, I mean, I'm not driving them in, but yeah, they don't look good. You'd, you'd still be like, now what is that? I'd have to put a little subtitle. I'd have to put a little subtitles <laughs> you, for like, the moves. freeze frame and like put a red arrow at the heli and say pirouetting rainbow. <laughs> yeah. And then people might be like, oh. I could buy I that. Kind of see it. Yeah, it's his interpretation so. of it. That's what an artist does. <laughs> yeah, I can't just follow the norm. It'd be too easy. <laughs> so then, bringing into this week, I actually got some. Let's see. So a couple weeks ago, I sent off my heli jive to Germany. Put that expensive speed controller in a box and shipped it off, hoping to see it again someday. And I got confirmation this week that I have a brand new heli jive 120 coming back to me. Wow. Sweet. Which is nice. awesome customer service from Contronic, considering, like I had mentioned, it was out of warranty by a couple days. And there was a couple, like, in in one of my crashes, I completely ripped one of the main leads in half. So I was requesting, you know, <laughs> go go ahead and replace that. And a solder had wicked up one of the motor bullets a little bit. So I was like, go ahead and replace that one. And, you know, just let me know how much, basically. And got the email yesterday saying just a whole brand new one's being sent out. Don't worry about nothing. So... Awesome. Very nice. That See, was that nine hundred dollars does get you something. It does. I guess, I guess so. Um, well, no, I I won that one, dude. I didn't. Yeah, that was the one he got right. for free, dude. Yeah. Oh, uh, they they must not have known that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but that was relieving because I'm going. Geez, there's you know how much is it going to cost to fix it? Do all the extra work? Get it updated? So that that was actually a big relief. So. Very nice. Man, that. You know, not much happening this week. That's about it. Yeah, same same thing here. Not a lot going on. You had an equally boring week, Dan. Yeah, pretty much. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're full of crap. What happened? I crashed a goblin. Yes, you oh, did. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you did, didn't you? Now, yeah. whose goblin was that, Dan? That was Quinn's goblin. It is now. Yes. Yeah. It was Quinn's <laughs> Goblin. I uh no, actually this week's been a good week. I actually have uh a bit of a kind of an exciting news for me personally. It's kind of uh but first let's talk about the crash. Uh there one thing I noticed this weekend, I can sense a disturbance in the force, the nitro force. I went to the field, was flying the goblin. And my nitro pretty much sat there and stared at me all day. And I flew the electric almost exclusively. Uh-oh. That's why it crashed. <laughs> <laughs> I was tuning in the uh, the HC, what is that? The HC3SX? Is that the one that Demon is? Demon 3SX, yeah. yep. Yeah. The, oh, that's right. Name change. Name change. 
And I was kind of getting into it. And uh, Justin was helping me get the very last little bits, uh, you know, prior to tuning in the bailout stuff. And we didn't quite get to the bailout stuff because, you know, when you smash a helicopter up the bailout, it's kind of hard to tune that in. The f- what was the in. first thing I said when you texted it? I said, hey, dude, don't you wish we should we set up the bailout now? <laughs> <laughs> it it was a fun crash though i was having a lot of fun with that helicopter and i was a little i was a little nervous about you know letting quinn know about it and um it was funny he's actually on vacation and he's i i i, I gather he's with some friends in there in some paradise down in some tropical land and they're riding around in big boats and doing like you know, 48 hour excursions out into the ocean, coming back into port, whatnot. And the day that I did get in touch with him, I told him, I sent him an email. I said, well, I've got, I got some good news and some bad news. Which do you want to hear first? And that was the email. So it wasn't like an instant conversation, (laughs) you know? So then he had to wait for my response. They said, well, I just punched a hole inside of a big boat and that's going to cost me a lot of money. So you might as well tell me the bad news. So on top of, you know, the goblin going in, he uh, had a, a big repair job on a boat that he had to cover. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but no, I was having fun with it. I, I was flying it a lot, and um, I was just inverted right next to the ground, and and um, I was playing with the ground, and I just I put the tail in. Um, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was playing chicken with the ground, and the ground won. The tail went in, the belt broke, I was able to get it upright, uh, but it was just kind of doing a weird pirouette, and it kind of went onto its side. Uh, I, I was—I don't know. It, I, I, Did I, you get throttle hold? Yes. Yeah. No main gear. Main gear. Main gear hit. Main gear. Main got gear went in. Ah, then you, you did no not throttle get hold. Throttle hold. I most certainly did get throttle hold. Well, at, not in time. after, <laughs> yeah, it went boom, and then you hit click. And uh, boom was fine. Canopy was fine. Blades trashed. Blade grips trashed. One of the blade grips. And uh, that's, you know, about it. Typical stuff, I guess. That's a pretty rough crash, dude. No? Well, I don't know. When I crashed, the only the only excessive thing that got bent was the blade grip. I mean, I don't generally bend a blade grip. Blades, main shaft, main gear, and belt. Did you break the landing gear? Oh, landing gear, yeah, yeah. Are those little Ooh. those little buggers are spendy. I don't, yeah, I don't know that. I can tell you though that little sacrificial plastic mount that they've got is kind of nice for the landing gear. Mm. Um, gotcha. No frames, you know, no, nothing wrong with the frames. Yeah, no, that's true. good. That's good. So I've been talking with a guy down in Florida. For quite some time, uh, a guy that owns a little internet shop called Elite Performance RC, and uh, he's been he and I have been talking back and forth. And we kind of came to this conclusion that um, he would be kind of a not I don't know if it's a I'd be like a, I'd like rep for him, not really a sponsor, I guess. But uh, but he, you know, we've been talking about this heli that's been sh- that's going to show up. Well, it's here. Do you guys want to know what what it is? What color turkey leg? <laughs> yeah, what color? Yep. It is a Goblin 500. <laughs> oh, surprise. I knew it. Surprise. Yellow and black in color. And big thanks to Dave 
down there at Elite Performance RC. Thank you, buddy, for for hooking me up for that it, with that. And uh, man, I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited about it, about giving it a go. And then I got to get Quinn's put back together and uh, get that wow. thing, get that thing all sorted out and sent back, <laughs> and try not to crash it again. All that big song and dance, and I was right the whole time. Ah, eh, well. Wait, 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 wait. We were right. Yeah, pretty much everybody was right. Oh, yeah. We are. Okay, we excuse me. Excuse me. We? we yes. We there right. we go. Which does include him. So, yeah. It's not like he's wrong. Yeah, I mean, it flies nice. I, I'm actually pretty impressed with it. But don't go thinking that Dan's going to end up with a fleet of goblins because that's just not in the cards. I think uh, I am going to get a 700, but it's probably not going to be a goblin. Um, I don't know what that's going to be. We're going to wait for Nick's review, see how that goes. Being that the local hobby shop guy up here is going to be able to be carrying them. Um, oh, okay. I got you. You know, after Nick gets a chance to to play with it, and, I, you know, I might get a, uh, uh, who knows? I might go that way with it. But I'm looking forward to it. I got to tell you, flying that electric, it's a whole different, it feels so different to me in that 13 degrees uh, on the collective was nice to play with. And, uh, I was, I was having fun with it. I really was. So I'm looking forward to a 700, but that's awesome, yeah. dude. Nice. You got bit by the electric <laughs> bug. I got to tell you. And it's so clean, isn't it? It is. And <laughs> did you miss not wiping your helis down? Uh, I, that's, inc- I don't think he does that. Anyway, no, so. I, do. I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then there you go. Uh, you know, I still fly. I do. I do fly the. I still do fly the seven hundred. I. I did fly it. I tried to at least get a flight. A flight in on it. <laughs> it was a sympathy flight, though. It was. I did all. All well and fun until you have your first ESC fire that will completely <laughs> change your mind. Yeah, that's true. But I did. I was able to get some buddy boxing in last weekend. Uh, a friend of the family brought uh, a grandson down, and uh, from he's from Holland. Um, and, uh, we got to do some buddy boxing with that, which leads me to this weekend, uh, Saturday, uh, I've been talking about that clinic. That's finally going to happen this weekend. Sweet. Looking forward to that. Nice. So. God, I was talking to the hobby shop guy, uh, Wednesday and apparently there's, there's a lot of people signed up for this. I mean, they're kind of expecting like 20 how many some people, 20, 20? Some people. Yeah. Wow. Um, Plus, I didn't know this, but apparently the club where this is going to be held at is kind of co-sponsoring this thing. Uh, they're going to be providing refreshments and, you know, water, soda, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a lot of their club members that have been interested in helicopters are going to be there. I have a sneaking suspicion that the guy from the other hobby shop will not be there. And he is a member of that club, so I know he knows about it. And... Well, who I'm talking about is the guy I told you guys that that just screwed Ed over big time with his. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. He probably won't be there, but I don't care. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be fun. Wow, you're you're going to be a freaking Dude, celebrity, yeah, out exactly. There. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. I don't I I don't want to focus so much on the flying. I want to focus on buddy boxing. I would like to get everybody to get a minute or two of buddy boxing. I think that'll be a lot of fun. You know, speaking of that, mm-hmm. uh, Jesse and I were kind of approached, and and I I don't know. I guess we had never really considered it, 
but uh, some of the guys in Wyoming were saying they actually just flat out asked if Jesse and I would be interested, <laughs> yeah, in doing uh and doing like a flight training, I, like like a three D class. I think that's a fantastic idea. That's awesome. You know, we had never really just never considered it, but yeah, it just. Like you said, the thought the thought had never crossed our minds, but then once it was kind of brought up, we both kind of looked at each other and we're like, you know what? That seems like a really good idea. You know, I can't believe that I actually didn't mention that to you because I remember having a conversation with those guys. God, it must have been in the spring. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. When was it? Uh, no, I think it was, I think it was in June. It must have been in June. So it wasn't, I guess, that long ago. But they did. They said something about that. And I and I I I I don't I don't know I guess I didn't mention it but they um, they did say God that would be sweet man we can get if we could get Nick or maybe Jesse to come down to do something like that that'd be sweet and I'm like dude that's perfect yeah it started that's- as just like hey maybe they'd want to just you know come out to the fun fly yeah just because you know that it's uh, there's an advantage to having still people like us who are normal. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That I mean, yeah, we'll go out there and we'll fly. We'll have a good time. But, you know, we're going to be out there helping people with setups and yep. stuff like that. And then it, it just turned into, you know, this. Uh, they said, well, hey, wait a minute. Would you guys just want to do like a two-day class? Yeah, just make it something. Like a full-on, like, yeah. real training. And I was like, well, God dang. And then I wrote that down. Uh, you know, uh, in our in my blog on our, on our website that we have. So I, I just kind of quick jotted that down, and then uh, what was that? A day ago, maybe, or two days ago, something like that. Two three days ago, when I put that blog up, I've now gotten a couple emails about the the 3D flight training class, but then I've also gotten ones that were like, "Dude, you guys should put on a setup and tuning class." like a one-day setup and tuning class where we actually go out there, talk about tuning, you know, and we can, like, fly and show people, here's what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, this is the symptom this of this. This is the yeah, sim- And just, yeah, they, you know, very clear they can just watch it. So, I mean, who knows where it's going to go? You know, we obviously both have, uh, <laughs> that's all I really need is one more commitment. <laughs> but I, I think it's something that we might be able to squeeze in, you know, two, three, a year, something like that. Especially in the wintertime, dude, uh, to those climates that have, you know, weather in the, in the, you know, when it's winter for you and less, you know, less busy, I guess, because there's not a lot of flying to do. Can go and uh, hang out. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, dude. Yeah. And that, that would be, I mean, that's when we would definitely have the most time yep. to do it would be then. But I, I mean, you know, it's nothing certain. At this time, it's still just kind of a beginning phase thing, but I think it's something we might might pursue. Just be fun. Hell yeah, I think that'd be a blast. That would be awesome because you guys would do fantastic with something like that. Hey Dan, you have more you have more exciting things. I do. Yeah. What what else? It's gonna be uh <laughs> it's gonna be Christmas in Gobbler Town here pretty quick. Oh it's true. Oh, uh, I know I think I know what you're talking about. Man, you do know. <laughs> I'm being coy. That's me being coy. You are all coy and shy. <laughs> so, what? as all of our listeners know, Patrick at KDE uh, 
sponsor of the show. Uh, we got in touch with him, let him know that a goblin is coming in. And he's like, oh, dude, you guys need to do some reviews on some of this stuff, right? We, and we're like, so, yeah, we'd love to do some reviews. Sent him an email and told him what was going on. And, um, oh, yeah, there's a, I checked. There's a, what is it? That's got the uh, tail slide or the, the pitch uh, slider for the tail, right? Yep. Awesome. And it's, he's got, I, and I, this upgrade, I'm not so sure about. I'm sure it looks really cool. But again, got to give it a shot. And I mentioned the crash that I had, the kind of the sacrificial plastic landing gear. Those things, Nick, you're aware because you have a you have a goblin that, but they they slide up in there, right? The, mm-hmm. the landing, uh, so they're kind of a they're not bolted to the frames at all. Uh, so, and they're five hundred's pla- different though. Oh, is the seven hundred not like that? Yep. Yeah, the KD upgrade on the seven hundred is awesome because it just strengthens. Does it? Everything. 500 is a little bit different. But hey, that's why it's a review. Exactly. Right? Exactly. We don't know. We don't know. And that's the thing. I'm sure, you know, just like anything else KDE does, fantastic. But here's the kicker is the uh, the motor that they have for that 500, 550 series. Uh, he's going to send that out as well. Oh, nice, so, oh, man. man. You'll be able dude, to put thing 15 is... degrees of pitch in there. <laughs> 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 that's going to spoil pitch you, dude. for everyone. 3,400. go back to the nitro and you won't know what collective management is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward. Thanks, Patrick, you know, um, for responding to that email and just being excited about it. And, and, and the report, just the, the positive it's, Patrick is so positive about what we're doing here. It's just fantastic when, you know, he lets us know his experience at Urcha and, and did you guys, did you all get that email? He's talking about how people recognize his voice. From yep. that episode, yep. Patrick from the interview, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's that's fantastic. And you know, of course, big thank you to all of our listeners that that are just you know keyed in on that stuff and and just really supporting those that support us. So really looking forward to that. It's fantastic week for me. Uh, you know, new heli, got some bling coming in to review, and um, clinic coming up, and then of course we all have. On the, the the weekend after Snohomish, oh, oh yes, yeah. looking forward to that. I it's going to be kind of a hectic weekend for me, getting out of work early on Friday, driving over there, and uh, having to come back Sunday. But nonetheless, we're going to go over there, get a show done, and do what we do, and hang out and represent uh, RCHN in the Northwest and support those guys. For doing the great job that I'm sure they're going to do, can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be man. Fun. What a what a lineup of pilots coming in dude, too. Oh, dude, you're telling me yeah, it's going to be photos, Bennett, the whole A main crew. So you got Tim Jones, Gregor McGrath, uh, Devin, Brian, Tran, you know, Leon. Luke. Yep, and then uh, Nick Maxwell's coming. That's I hope I get a chance crazy, to talk to him, dude. I hope well, we're going to talk to him. <laughs> you need to apologize for your past behavior. Dan. Apologize shit. <laughs> he's gonna, apologize. We're going to get him behind the mic and he's going to say the same thing. I'm going to make him yeah. I'm going to make him cry. Great. I'm only say this kidding. Yet. Yeah, shh, Dan, shut up. Great. No, I'm Cat's only out of the bag now. I'm yeah. only kidding. I'm only kidding. I'm not 
Of course. I would no, love. And Nick's an incredible pilot. Absolutely. And this is, we're all really excited because, you know, this is, uh, this will be all of our uh, first opportunity to actually see him fly in person. Oh, yeah. And, and the rest of the guys are just phenomenal. It, it's a great, and they're all great people. You know, they're, they're fun to hang out with. And it just, it makes it, Snohomish is such a, you know, it's such a, uh, it's so different from our fun fly. Snohomish is so laid back. I mean, it's just like the laid back of the laid back, but it's the laid back with a lot of the progress, you know? And I think they they like that because there's nothing scheduled. Nothing's nothing. Yeah. You just all show up, chill, and fly, whereas, you know, ours was like this big popping entertainment thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's cool. It's a good time. Yep. A lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, have we uh, wasted enough time? Maybe we should go into some news? What do you think? Yeah, eventually we should do some news. <laughs> this is Pinion for HeliPros.com. You know, sometimes Pinion is out practicing his low-altitude crop circles, or maybe even some low-altitude smack with a little 3D thrown in for good measure. Or maybe even an epic skid bump, and things go awry. And I break a part or two on my precious Heli. That is when I need HeliPros.com to come through for me. Because not only do they have great prices, but they have the parts in stock and can deliver them quickly so that I can get back in the air as quickly as possible. And for this, Pinion is eternally grateful. Remember, my friends, HeliPros fly hard because HeliPros has the parts. Yes. Alrighty, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do you got for news, Nick? All right, so uh, we had talked about last episode those the the new Align servos that, oddly enough, resemble the MKS X8, but they've got the specs out on these. So these are the the BL 800H HV and the 850H HV. Crazy silly specs on these. Holy cow! I mean, <laughs> this eight this 850H. Point zero two eight. Hmm. That's that's freaking that's insane. Crazy. That's uh, and I, I mean it's just guy the the servos now are just they're so <laughs> they're so far ahead of all the pilots. It's not even funny. Pretty soon they're going to be able to make the movement before you even think about it. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be like, telepathic oh, flying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You thought you wanted to do this, but it will look really good if I do this. Sweet. <laughs> See, that's what we I'll need. take it from here. Your servo's like, I got this. Finally, yeah. we'll have yeah, a chance yeah. to take out those seven-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> that's our only hope. My thumbs may not pr- be able to move like them, but I can think them, uh, you know, just <laughs> think them like crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> to think you right into the ground that's right that's right think them to death wow <laughs> so anyway it's cool to see some of the specs on these uh the price is yet to be posted uh for getting them individually uh but uh they they look specs wise they're just i mean they look crazy they do. and you know they we talked about the fact that they did look like the mks's but i'm looking at them now nick and they seem to have the normal six millimeter output shafts so yeah, i think it's there, just it the case a, thing it's just the way I it looks. I think we might have jumped the gun. Possibly. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it, it's fun to jump it, guns. 
Absolutely. And with them, it, usually you got a pretty good chance of being oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it wasn't an uninformed yeah. jump. <laughs> us? What do you mean, us? We never know. We never just say something without knowing what no, we're talking about. <laughs> nah. So, you know, I wanted to bring this up because if you guys have never seen, like, really the inner workings and what goes into, like, a top-notch speed machine... Um, Heli Daily's got a, a link up here of some pictures, of, and they're really good pictures of the minicopter Diablo S. Or is it Diablo? Yeah, Diablo S. But why is there an extra O, or did they just typo? Diabolo? No, I think that's how they spell it. Yeah. Oh, I think that's okay. how they spell it. Well, slap me on the rear and call me an English teacher. So... <laughs> <laughs> these uh, <laughs> okay the you know what goes into these uh, helicopters is just phenomenal i mean the the engineering uh, the pictures are just so nice and so clear they they show everything they show the way the canopies go on you know what's really inside what's underneath this uh, what's underneath that fuselage that you don't see that makes them so much different than a regular 3d heli and I just wanted to let you guys know about this because it's really neat to be able to see this because most of most of the speed helis, the average show is never going to see. I mean, we're just going to see pictures of them, but we're never going to see one in person. Um, so if you think that sort of thing's cool, check that out. Uh, definitely worth your time. KDS has put out a new motor. This one's called the 4725 540 KV. So I'm guessing this is this is going to be their motor that they put in the Agile 7.2. The specs are a little bit shady here. Mm, 490 grams, 100 amp max current, 4500 watt max continuous power. Seems to fit right in there with the rest as far as, you know, the current standard for the 700 class powerhouse motor. Don't uh, nothing super fancy about it, but hey, it's always nice to have more options, I guess. Uh, coming back to a line now, in you know, they released the pictures of the 800e DFC Pro, and a couple of the things that we had commented on was the frame bracing on it. Well, what they've done is they're actually making that frame bracing now available for the 700e. So what it is is you've got a couple aluminum plates. Uh, they're you know they're nice. They're red anodized and they got some you know nifty little finishing on them. They come all the way up from down kind of around the front of the main gear in the lower pinion support area. Come up around, tie in through the motor mount, and then actually go up and wrap around across uh, from one frame side to the other uh, with a with a spacer and tie the two pieces together. This is really going to stiffen up the drivetrain area and the heli, reduce motor mount flexing. And any time that you get motor mount flexing, you know, obviously we're worried about stripping main gear, stuff like that. But it all does tie back into, if it twists there, it will affect the way that the model flies. So looks as though they were pretty smart in making this compatible with the 700E. But their, uh, their description... Leaves a bit to be expected. 
Because it's a it metal leak. shapely reinforcement plate and brace assembly. They have done some. Okay, I gotta find this. Right, <laughs> I, I I got it right here. I I can't bring this. I'm glad you brought that up, Justin, because I almost forgot about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I just that that I can't let that go. <laughs> All right, I have a better one. Oh, this is good. Dear line, this is this is from Nick. Whoever does your, they're in Taiwan, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Whoever does your Taiwanese to English conversion or translation, (laughs) fire them. Because whether you knew it or not, or were aware of it or not, they put out an ad about a traveling clinic. Oh, yeah. That I guess like Jamie Robertson and Ben Stork are going to be doing. And according, all right, and I'm reading this straight out of the title. Align Traveling Clinic 2013 with Happy Ending. (laughs) (laughs) See? So apparently Jamie and Ben are going to be putting on clinics with happy endings. That's why all the pilots have gone there, man. (laughs) We finally figured out what it took to get them there. A happy ending. Dude, sign me up. I'll do a happy ending. <laughs> I don't got nothing wrong. I, I'm not, that's, that's good for me. Um, Yeah, wow. And people just jumped all over that. I mean, what are they thinking with happy ending? I mean, this isn't even English. What's line, worse is traveling. that a line probably actually means what we think they mean. <laughs> no, but this is and they're like, not hey, even- I'm not, I'm not below <laughs> selling a heli with with a handy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a line traveling clinic, 2013, with happy ending and successfully. <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. So not only are they going to attempt the happy ending, but they're going to successfully give one. They're just guaranteeing with their metal (laughs) shapely reinforcement plate. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, Oh, man. Yeah, it's just just horrible. Fire that guy. Please fire that guy. Yeah. So as uh, most of you know by now, congratulations to Kyle Dahl uh, for the winner, as the winner of the one competition Mm -hmm. at Urcha. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you guys happen to see this flight? Yes. And what what did you think of it? I I thought it was pretty freaking amazing because he fl- for those of you guys who haven't seen it, he flies three helis. One, I think they're what are they? They're probably both the seven hundred extremes, and then he's got like a logo six hundred SX. He crashes the first extreme after like two or three minutes. Immediately goes into this crazy like rhythmic gymnastics display with like ribbons and batons and crap hooked onto his 600 sx and then lands that and picks up a second 700 extreme and flies out the rest of the flight because <laughs> it's it's a seven minute thing yeah right yeah jesse i want to know your opinion i had, have not had a chance to watch it yet well what the hell <laughs> I didn't get the. I didn't get way the to leave dude. me hanging. Yeah. Thank you. He won. I would assume it's probably pretty good. Well, <laughs> there, there it is, folks. 
There the it is. expert assessment. It was, it was better than the other competitors. Dan? <laughs> I I thought it was great, man. You're so lost. Yeah, dude, watch dude, dude. I'm going to leave you hanging on that you one, know, man. All right. You know what? I question your guy's dedication. I do because this is guy. seriously. I mean, he gets oh, a he, couple flights under his belt. Flights. Oh shit, um, man! Yeah. What's going to happen if you do uh, get to twenty-five plus flights? Uh, you better watch out, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'll give my opinion on it since this is what I was really just trying to fish out. I I didn't care for it, and it's not the flying. I think that seven-minute thing sucks. Wow. So okay. So does uh, well the the seven minute thing. So everyone must fly multiple helis then. Cause, yeah. Cause nobody's and there getting was seven a lot minute of flights, right? There was a lot of complaints about like, okay, you know, it, it's cool in theory because it gives the guys an opportunity to really be creative. You know, mm-hmm. like you can, you know, like Kyle with that with that stick with the streamers on it. That was awesome. It was. It looked incredible. It was so cool. But I I can understand that, like, okay, that was two minutes of awesome. But, you know, he's obviously an incredible 3D pilot, and you want to make sure that you get that in the flight as well. So that's, I think, why they did that, is they wanted to give these guys a chance to do something weird, funny, unique, and cool, but then still showcase their actual Yeah, it's not, not going to sacrifice their chances of winning because that's not all it, that they're being judged on. Exactly. So, like, I get the concept, but I watched through all these videos. They were very, despite the incredible level of flying, and I'm not bagging on it for his flying, but it was very non-captivating, just getting me like, oh, wow, look at that. Oh, he crashed. And now I have to sit here for a minute and a half and watch them fumble around with these other helicopters, and it was like no one was all that prepared, you know what I mean? And there was lots of plugging and unplugging and model switching and transmitters, and it was very not seamless. Um, so th- that, like, that kind of took away from the whole flight. Well, here's, here's the key, uh, Jesse, and this is, this is advice for you um, when you're flying in the one competition, which yeah. should happen Listening. eventually. Um, what, what we're going to do, Jesse, is we're going to make sure that you have multiple helis and multiple radios ready to go. So it'll just be hand. Oh, oh, you're giving, you're giving out the, the, the secret live. Absolutely. Oh, this was going to, okay. All right. Everybody, I can beep it out if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> That's think about that. Ready to go, man. Boom. Here you go. Yep. Right there. Well, and that, it was a pretty common, I've heard it from a lot of different people like that. The flying was awesome. Um, and, and, you know, Kyle deserved the win. It, it really was. It, it's weird. I just can't call it a great flight because it was like flights. Yeah, but. the flights part of it didn't bother me. It was the. I I feel like lately all of the big flights have been getting more monotonous. Mm-hmm. I would there, agree with that. There wasn't yeah. anything particularly spectacular in my mind. And I know everyone looks for different stuff. Uh, he did do a couple of really cool tricks, but in general, it's it's just been harder to find. And I, I guess I'll extend this. I'll extend this out to pretty much all of the the big names. It's been harder to find truly unique 
flights. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Now, his one over at Helimaster. Oh, dude. That was freaking crazy. That was 10 calibers above what I saw. I agree with you. I agree. And and maybe that's what I'm kind of more judging it on. It wasn't just that long ago that I watched that flight. And then now this one with all of the pausing and, and, you know, waiting and, and that sort of a thing, it was a little... A little lackluster for me. Is, your, is it your ADD kicking in? Maybe is that, is that what that is? <laughs> I yeah, you dude, it better be really entertaining to captivate. I agree me with that, minutes. and that's the look, and that's the thing that with watching a good pilot uh, for me. It, I mean, videos especially. I I can rarely sit through a whole video unless it's just something just crazy. Because and even live, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, it's uh, you're watching and you're kind of. You know, you're, you've got the added benefit of having your buddies sit next to you so you can all kind of enjoy it together. But I just don't think that I could go and watch anybody just fly. Just me and another. You know what I'm saying? That It's, it's yeah. too long. Yep. yep. Um, I completely that, That's agree. all. I mean, I don't know if it's a <laughs> good thing or a bad thing, but. Maybe as they get. And may, I don't. Is this the first year that they did that? I'm not sure. I have no I don't, idea. I don't really know. Maybe it's it's more of just a, they're all new and getting used to that format and they'll get better. You know what I mean? Like maybe they should be allowed to have their spotter run out there and set their next heli down and like have it spooled up and ready to fly when they land. Because that would that would take that part of it out for me. Then it's just yeah, a quick could, exchange of the yeah, transmitter. Yeah, quick exchange, true, go. transmitter, go. But... Then there's going to be safety issues. And, and Reyes won't like that. <laughs> <laughs> to the list. <laughs> um, all right. So, so my news of the week, this is, uh, there's, a, there's a trailer video. That's, and I apologize. This was kind of last minute. I don't know who the original producer slash editor of this video was, but I've got a link up there in the show notes. This person did a trailer video on Urcha. I got to tell you, one of the better videos I've watched. Period. I agree. It was done very well. And this, as far as I know, this is like just a dude. Helipad 14399. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoever that is. No, it's. Oh, it's that guy. Yeah. Th- I don't I think really his, his know. His name is Paul Osadshi. O-S-A-D-C-H-Y. Well, he posted it in the Urcha 2013 videos and pictures event on Facebook. He did a, did a freaking amazing job. It's phenomenal. I mean, it really is. And you know what's cool that I like about it is it's neutral. It's not a... I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, SAP, A-Main, those guys, uh, Derek, all Derek's videos are just absolutely incredible. But this is completely neutral. Yep. It's not brand specific. It's actually about the event. event. Yeah. And the cinematography on it's great. So I did watch if that you one. wanted to know what it was like to be there, this is the one, in my opinion, to watch. I can only assume because I'm a loser and wasn't there. But, <laughs> you know. We hope to remedy, remedy that. Yes. And that, that's all I got. So you got for news. I don't. I don't really have any news. Well, I, I do have news. Justin flew this week. That's newsworthy. Yes, it is. 
All right. <laughs> Anybody else have any news? Justin, Jesse? I flew this week, Dan. Oh, dude, that is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Let's let's get over uh, that, though. Let's ask Jesse. I, if he's fl- got fl- I flew this week, maybe. <sighs> well, we knew that was going to happen. <laughs> No, I got but, nothing. But That's did you, called olds, dude. Yeah. Here's the deal, though. What I got to ask you before we move on, last week, Justin had this very kind of bizarre justification, rationalization, whatever you want to call it, about your number of flights. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. give it, you know, mix it up a little bit, Jesse. You know, 100 or maybe only 10. Did you yeah. mix? Did you mix it up? I mean, or is it still? You well, know? yeah. I mean, the the weekend before it was fifty. This, you know, it was like twenty two this last weekend. So, say yeah, that twenty yeah, two. Wow. There you go. There you go. I have one more. Oh, Nick's I, got I some completely forgot. I completely forgot this, Uh-oh. and this is. I, I'm really glad that I didn't. First, I want to say thank you to Don for sending me this email. I, I had. Vaguely heard about this, but was unaware of the popularity that it was getting. So there's this new transmitter on the market. It's made, by, I don't even know how to pronounce this, made FR Sky. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're like Frisky or something. Tyrannus transmitter. Okay. Here's the, it's basically, it looks like a 9303. Mm-hmm. All right. It's got some speech outputs like the DX9 that we were talking about. Telemetry, uh, signal strength alerts. It's got really low latency. It's got the whole quad ball bearing gimbals, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So you're, you're uncaptivated at this point, right? I'm waiting. You're, you're setting us you're up. I'm, I'm feel like we're getting set up for something great. Oh my God. Here's the kicker. It has a completely open source firmware. For the computer geeks, this is like the creme de la creme. Hmm. Anyone listening? Yeah, that's I'm, what I'm I listening. want. I, I, I want some random ass dude that thinks he's a weekend warrior programmer <laughs> putting my freaking $2,000 heli up in the air. Isn't that good? But I mean, it goes back. I'm, to, I'm, I don't know if same. that's what you were looking for, but that's all I got, dude. No, I, I. That's what I wanted to hear. I want to know. Do you think that's cool? Well, do you think that's here's, scary bad? Here's one thing to consider: all of us, all four of us, we all do Mac, so we're not really into the open source thing. I could, dude. I, that is you, true. Yeah, I've I have not had any desire. Um, you know, features wise. For what it is, the thing's two hundred bucks. I was just gonna say that—that's what caught my With eye the right receiver. off the bat. Yeah, so uh, th- that's pretty sweet. I-, I think it is cool that finally someone has opened up, you know, the coding on these and does give those people just like they've done it with Justin. You would know the which board is the really common one for the quad guys. Oh, the, the Simon K firmware for all of the. For all of the ESCs, or are you talking about the is it Audrey, the Arduino Arduino, Arduino yeah. board? Yeah, Arduino yeah, board. I, it's that. I mean, it, you're right. It is exactly the same. I'm 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 not really giving them a hard time. I think it is really cool. It's not my cup of tea, but it's it's you know it's another one of those things where if you're good at that kind of stuff or interested in learning it, then you can nerd out and get a really killer deal because. 
you haven't even gone through the whole like features list. This thing's a 16 channel with full telemetry. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Backlit str- uh, screen. What else? Oh, you already said the quad ball bearings, real-time flight data logging. I mean, it's pretty awesome. So if you're into that kind of stuff, the open source software, then absolutely go for it. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of guys have been trying to do this on their own. You know, now it's just like finally they have to quit hacking and making, yeah. <laughs> making all their own crap. Making this easier for you. When I when I yeah. look at it, I kind of see a, like a like a Devo eight. It kind of has that Devo eight look to it, but yeah, it's like half Devo eight, half. It's got those little buttons, like the that was ninety three oh three, wasn't it? Yes, With the little buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yep. yeah. It was a ninety three oh three. Uh, ninety three oh three did have a wheel though. It did. You're right, Dan. Oh yeah, but it looks like a pretty sweet transmitter, and dude, there are a lot of really talented software guys out there so i'm sure in reality the open source stuff that's running for it by now is probably pretty pretty good what caught caught my eye right off the bat when uh when i opened this page was you know i think of guys like uh cpo you know that did that budget build and these kind of guys that are willing to experiment with this this could be a chance for those people who have that like you're saying to just really Get a decent radio at a good price and make it do what you want it to do. Yep. But yeah, that would I be would... a surefire way for me to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully the the people, it's only the talented people that are buying it. And that would not be me. <laughs> just oh, throwing on, that man. out. I know you're you're talented, just yeah. not in that way. <laughs> all right, let's, let's get out of the news. Aww. All right, no more news. That's it for news. No, no, no more. Grab it up. Alrighty, guys, this week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. I have to admit that now that I've had my goblin for a couple months, it's really kind of starting to grow on me, with the exception of one thing, loading the battery. The guys at KDE, they addressed this issue. They made a removable battery tray. If you've got a Goblin, this is your number one must-have upgrade. That sounds good, Nick. And if you're interested in any of the other upgrades that KDE has, visit their webpage at www.kdedirect.com. You know, Nick, speaking of Urcha, there was a little, there was an incident at Urcha this year. And most of us have seen the video, right? We've seen it. Yep. Yep. A little sketchy, you know. Uh, tail hits the ground. Heli goes crazy. Comes right back at the guy. Looked like it could have been a horribly <laughs> different outcome. Luckily, it, it doesn't appear that it was a bad outcome, luckily. But, you know, this has probably got some implications. This happens, and it, it wasn't just, what was it, a month ago? The incident in, uh, I guess it was, was that Switzerland? Switzerland. Yeah. Yep. Uh, had a, obviously a much worse outcome uh, with the fatality, but you know, how is this going to affect the hobby, guys? I mean, is this uh, is this something that uh, Urch is uh, going to have to do something about? Is this something that uh, you know? W- well, how is this going to affect? Us you know, the thing? thing the thing that I was most struck by Dan is I, I'm I'm sure a majority of the people who saw it first thing saw it on Facebook because. 
I mean, yeah. it, it was only a matter of hours and it was being posted and shared by everyone. Yeah. And a lot of the responses were from well-known high profile pilots saying, Hey, that was, that's terrible. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. I'm glad he was okay. We all need to start flying further away from ourselves. And that's, I think that's a, that's a surprising but refreshing viewpoint because I mean, here, here, these are people who are pros that do this for a living that are the top in the world and can, you know, control a heli five feet in front of them and be confident. And yet they're saying, let's, you know, let's back off a little bit and make sure that we keep safety in mind. And I, I personally really appreciate that because I think that's the only way we're going to reduce the risk. The risk's always there, right? Let's face it. Even if you're up at 100 feet, something can go wrong. Mechanical failure, electronics, you do something stupid. And if you're not on your A game, you or someone else could get injured. But the further out you are, the further away from yourself you are, the more time you give yourself to react. It's just like why you don't you don't uh, ride up someone's ass on the freeway at 80 miles an hour. Because when they slam on the brakes, your margin for error or response time is a lot less when you're one car length away. One thing that that is striking to me, and it seems, uh, as you guys might remember, with that incident in Switzerland, we saw an immediate response uh, from maybe directly or indirectly. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I'm fully convinced that some of the responses we saw were, you know, direct correlation to what happened. It, it seems that we as a as a community kind of forgot about that rather quickly. You know, I mean, it was kind of the rage there for a while. Yeah, that was it. You know what I mean? It kind of went away. Mm-hmm. This kind of feels like the same thing is happening. I mean, we heard about it uh, a lot. And uh, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But I'm curious. What, what what makes me more curious about it more than anything is, do you suppose that we actually are going to start seeing a difference? I know, you know, Justin just said that the pros are high-profile people, not necessarily pros, are talking about the need to fly further away. But do you really do you guys really think that's that's going to happen? No. I don't, I don't I, think in, yeah, I think in, it'll in any be global this, way. Yeah, I think it'll kind of be the same thing. Like you said, it. An, an incident will happen and the awareness, you know, it, it rises and everyone comes out with these statements. But as far as something that sticks permanently and like Justin said, is global, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. That's going to be tough to see. I think it's going to have to hit a lot closer to home, Dan. And I and I, I hate to say that because none of us would wish that on our worst enemy, whether it's an injury or it's it's them paying the ultimate price like the the poor guy in Switzerland. But. You know, it happened in Switzerland, and it's absolutely tragic and terrible, but it happened to someone that no one knew, you know, and I know that sounds really cold. And then it happened at Urcha, but the guy was okay. I mean, he did get out with, I believe I read he had like a four or five inch cut uh, on his back, and he was obviously sore, as you would imagine. Right. But I'm not personally aware of anyone in recent times. Well, I went back and looked, and I think it's been about 10 years or, or eight years here in the U.S. since someone has been seriously injured or killed. And unfortunately, I think it takes that sort of an event 
to hit close to home before something changes. Here's what I think is going to take. And actually, I'm a little surprised that something more didn't come of this. And you guys might remember, I I think it was, um, I think it was a couple years ago in Florida. Some idiot was flying and and it's still, I I never did get confirmation or I I didn't hear in a park, I think a 600 or a 500. Ah, yes, I remember. It was a 500, yeah. T-Rex 500. And here's what made, yeah, and here's what made that such a big story, because that actually hit the news. And it went onto a national, I not a major national outlet, but it did nonetheless make its round. What happened there was somebody outside of the hobby, like a bystander, an innocent, or somebody who wasn't involved in the hobby in any way, shape, or form. Though that I think, you know, for something like this to really make an effect in the hobby, it's going to be something, unfortunately, like that, where somebody who doesn't isn't choosing to participate uh, in whatever activity is being done and gets harmed in some way, shape, or form. And, and that's where it's going to get serious, I think. So, you know, yep. here we are yeah. at, a, at an Urcha, you know, at a big event. Everybody there is kind of aware, as you mentioned, Justin, of the dangers, right? We all are aware of it. Uh, it's kind of a thing that we accept. So if something happens, and luckily this was minor because he didn't get hurt too bad, yep. we can shrug it off a little easier, right? Yep. Had that happened somewhere else, well, this maybe not necessarily this this occurrence, but at a park or hell, even even at your AMA field, uh, generally, uh, you know, you don't you don't have people that maybe at a small club fun fly where there are people that just happen to see and they they come in and and somebody gets hurt there. Yep, that's when that's when it's going to go national, and that's when it's going to affect. Until something like that happens, and and don't get me wrong, guys, I'm not saying I hope that happens because obviously that that would be horrible. But these incidents that happen at these events, I think I don't think you know we'll talk about them. Everyone will kind of use it as their pedestal for the three or four days when it's in the cycle, and as soon as it's washed out of the cycle, we'll we'll move on. You know? Right back to the same yep. thing. Well, I, right. I hope we see at least isolated pockets of people trying to be more mindful of it. I, I, I don't think it's not it's not going to happen on any global scale anytime soon. But yeah, you everyone listening, you guys, you know, use your best judgment at least. I'd I'd like to look at it from a from more of because I know that some some of our listeners are going to be like, hey, hey, wait a minute, you know, what about the what about the rights of the individual? And, I, and I'm not saying this is what I personally believe. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate and be fair here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you are a safe distance away from bystanders and from spectators, you are the, you know, AMA uh, recommended distance, right? Mm-hmm. Your spotter obviously voluntarily came out there with you. They, let's just say they know your flying style. You make a decision to fly in your own grill up close. Is there anything wrong with that? I mean, is that wrong or is it just, wow, you're going to end up hurting yourself? And, well, I guess that's, you know. 
Okay, let me play devil's advocate on this. Nick, I I agree with where you're coming from. I think it is the right of the individual as long as they're not endangering other people. Absolutely. But. And now, okay, but does that mean the spotter, like, is he endangering his spotter or is the spotter... Well, I think you can the, I think you can look at it both ways. I think the spotter obviously has to be complicit in it, right? If they're not yeah. comfortable, they have their own personal responsibility to get the hell out of the way. But here's where I mm-hmm. think it it gets a little bit tricky. It's not a black or white situation. You you we all know how impactful one of these issues is to the hobby. It may not be one or two isolated cases, but enough stuff happens or it happens in at the right time, the right place to the right or wrong person. And we could start seeing some significant stuff come down on our hobby regulations, etc. Just like the whole conversation that we've had on the UAVs and multi-rotors and drones, etc., etc. You, yeah. I, yep. I claim, and this is just Justin's view of the world that as a heli pilot, you have a responsibility as a member of the community to represent yourself in the most appropriate fashion possible or reasonable. And that includes making good judgment about how unsafe you choose to fly. So, yes, if you're 80 feet away from everyone and you're, you know, you're double the distance of the minimum AMA and you end up flying your heli into yourself and you survive, let's say, but it's just bad, you can come back out and say, hey, you know what? It was bad, but I didn't hurt anyone else. True, but you could have just hurt the hobby. And we don't want, we do not want people that are reckless and irresponsible like that representing the hobby. So at what point do we take away those individuals' rights to protect the hobby? I don't think it'll ever happen. I don't think it'll it'll ever happen that their rights get taken away. So well, I man, I see it from both, and I don't think it should both happen sides. personally. I don't think it should happen, but I think uh, I think what's what is a possibility, uh, and I don't know how likely this is, but I do think that ensuring safety could be compelled upon the flyer. In other words, so there's a minimum distance. Well, we can compel a flyer to increase that distance um, as, you know, those kinds of things. But where does that end? I mean, okay, so we decided, and I don't know what the current AMA recommendation, every fun fly I've, I've been to has far surpassed that. I mean, that minimum, I think it's 30 feet. I'm sure yeah. someone will let me know if it's not, but um, the reason I don't know what that is specifically, because I've never been to a fun fly where that minimum is not met. So, but at what point do we stump that? I mean, if the AMA all of a sudden decides we need to change that to 50 and it, this continues to happen, well, uh, where where does that end? Is 100, 150? You know, pretty I soon we're we going to... talked about, I, th- I think we'd hit on this before where it's like, I think we reached the point where we just have to accept that there is a risk that comes with this hobby. Yeah, there, and there is. Yeah, I... I I actually kind of view it like uh, I don't know like this is totally off topic but like Red Bull X Fighters you know the demo motocross team right mm-hmm. they're going out there putting the you know 
dirt bikes and motocross directly in the public eye, accessing more people than any other aspect of that hobby. And yet they are pushing the limits every single time they go out. It's expected. Okay, if you do this, you quadruple your risk at hurting yourself or dying. Mm -hmm. But that's their choice. And all they can do is have all the safety precautions there for when they do get hurt. And it's, you know, for me, it's kind of like, does it shed negative light on some kid's mom who the kid's like, I really want to go race, right? They go to that event and it's like, absolutely not. You're not having anything to do with this sport, blah, blah, blah. Well, regular motocross just got a bad rap. Yeah. Yep. That, that's how I kind of like think about it. Well, guys who, you know, who make this decision to fly like that, Flying close up in their grill. It's for the adrenaline rush. Uh, I mean, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. But it's really tough one because as long as they are following the, you know, the rules as far as jeopardizing someone else's safety. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, it was not all that comforting to see in that video that kid take off running, right? But that kid also agreed to walk up there and spot. And if, you know, maybe you should be aware of who you're spotting for. If this person <laughs> flies nothing but three feet in front of their face and they say, hey, can I have a spot? Be like, you know, sorry, man, I just don't quite, I don't feel quite comfortable being that close. That's that person's responsibility too. Yeah, and on the on the other side of that though, guess which videos get the most views and Absolutely. guess what, <laughs> what the public likes to see. It's like we've catered, not, you know, personally, but catered the flank towards us because guess you know the guys that fly like that seem to make it to the top because yep. <laughs> we're pushing them you know well, we're supporting it, them it's all about the risk people don't want to see non-risky stuff people want to see stuff that make you go oh wow look at that you know yeah and yeah. it's a tough one uh, it I, is and i i can see it from both perspectives i mean in general i don't think that i i think there's all you're always going to get a, a a couple of people in the group that are being irresponsible and endangering themselves or others because they think they can be like those higher profile top pilots. I don't I'm not trying to say that the high profile or top pilots are endangering themselves. There is like Jesse said, there is a risk inherent in everything that we do in this hobby. I mean, you can you can injure yourself or kill yourself just as easily by shocking yourself with your power system on the bench okay i know that sounds crazy but it it can happen or burning yourself soldering or so i mean there is no or flying by flying by yourself absolutely so are we going to say that you can't do that no we're not because i think the assumption has to be that the the average person has sufficient common sense to not do stupid stuff and the people who do do perform stupid things they learn their lesson hopefully you said do i didn't i said i i said do perform because i knew you were going to go for that (laughs) i was i I made a course correction i think you saw that shit coming (laughs) i think it's important that we as a community kind of help police that and i and we're stewards of the of the hobby we've all we've said it before we've had this discussion before um you know, we, we have to be examples 
to other people who are learning the hobby on how to be safe because th- those risks are there. I mean, and as a society, I think, you know, not to get into a big, you know, debate of all that, but I think back to when I was a kid, when I was 12 years old, uh, we would go, our parents would drop us off at the end of a road in the mountain, hand us a sleeping bag, a tent, a gun, and uh, some food and say, we'll be back on Monday during the summer. You know, you, you wouldn't see that. We're 12 years old, you know. I think that um, as 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 a people, I think that we're the risk, the risks that we take are, are maybe overanalyzed a little bit too much as well. I mean, I, yeah. to trust me, I, that's I wouldn't a fair point. You, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I would not suggest you take your twelve. It was a different time back then, you right? Know? But but that's just you know kind of an example. There's some people. There's people out there that that just want to overanalyze the the risks. I mean, we've we've all kind of agreed to those risks by being involved in the hobby. If you see somebody pushing the line, well, I guess I, I guess you need to make that decision yourself. If you're going to be one of those guys that say, you know, a friendly reminder, hey, dude, you know, let's um, let's be mindful of our, our environment and the potential implications of doing something um, that might endanger the hobby as a whole yep i agree agreed it's a, it's a tough one because no one wants to be that guy no one wants to be that guy to have to constantly remind people and uh you know you're only going to tell people for so long and before you just like man what's the point i just when that guy goes yeah but on the good part of that no one wants to be the guy that everyone's looking at like why are you doing that you know yep. yeah you, so that you would think that <laughs> You would think, but you know, it, it takes, it takes a handful of strong individuals to, you know, you don't have to be like a dick or anything, be like, you know, anything like that, but just, you know, you can politely let someone know that it's rather than cheering and being like, dude, I can't believe that you were so close or anything. Just kind of ignore it. And all of a sudden when you see him do something else, throw him a compliment on that other thing. Now, all of a sudden, it's not fun because if no one thinks it's cool, then it's yep. not fun, you know? On the flip side, there are times when, and we're all guilty of this. I mean, I know we are because we've all done it. When you're in that environment, when it's just you and one or two of your buddies, and, you know, <laughs> sometimes you do some things that maybe you shouldn't be doing, you know, those, those, those times, those will be evident to you. And what I'm saying, what I'm, why I bring that up is for you guys who like to push that envelope, maybe a fun fly is not the place to do it. That's a really yeah. good point. Dan. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. You know, uh, I remember we were given uh Rhea's shit about when I was talking last summer, or I guess it was last fall, maybe when I was flying my helicopter up way high in the sky. So high, in fact, that I lost sight of it. And he wrote me a big dissertation about why I shouldn't have been talking about that. Well, the circumstances are such that that's not anything that I would ever do at a fun fly right? or in an environment. But I was in the middle of Montana where there weren't anything around for miles. And there was only two people <laughs> there at the field. Three people, if you right. include. You know, that was an environment where I felt comfortable doing that. Those, those, those times and places will happen or you can seek them out. Um, 
but a fun fly anywhere where you can endanger people. You got to use your thinking cap a little bit. Uh, have fun. Take those risks when you're out there by yourself or with your friends and there's nothing around, no property damage. You might disturb some dirt out in the, you know, 200 acres of nothing. Yeah. You know, do, do what you want to do. Have fun with it. But don't do anything stupid that could endanger the hobby if there's somebody around that could get hurt. It's pretty simple, really. In fact, we might be overanalyzing this at this very moment. I think we might be. <laughs> I think we are. I think we are. So let's move on to a different I've been thinking about getting an electric, guys, and i got to tell you, I am getting a little tired listening to Nick and Jesse go on about their awesome charging cases. Justin, I'm thinking about getting myself a cage threat, man. What do you think about that? Dan, seriously, that is the last charger you will ever need. I mean, we're talking 2,000 watts of power out of a Meanwell power supply that goes into the iCharger 4010 Duo, and the screen is even detachable. So I suggest that you head over to ProgressiveRC.com and get one today, dude. Move out of the safety realm for a while, and we'll talk about probably a topic that is on everybody's mind at one point or another. We've all been there. Should I buy this heli? Should I buy that heli? And we've talked about it before. It's been a long time. We decided that maybe, and partly because... the the partly because we've kind of all been buying and selling uh, lately. So it's um boy, I I are you gonna I, you gonna get me started on this? I do, and I was actually I was trying to think of a witty way to to introduce this topic, but Nick, nothing. All you have to do is say it. And it pisses <laughs> yep. me off. Yeah, I'm right Let's, there with you. I'm Nick recently had bit. a fiasco. I would love to hear your story, Nick, of your recent selling fiasco. Dude, this was horrible. I mean, horrible. Uh, so I put up, I'm just going to call it Helicopter A. <laughs> put up Helicopter A for sale, right? Uh, get some interest on it. I put it up for trade because I thought, you know, I don't really know what I want. I just want something different. That's what Nick does. We've learned to accept it, right? Yep. Right, right, Justin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yep. so we've learned to accept it. And uh, th- that's just how I roll. I got some offers, blah, blah, blah. Finally, uh, th- this gentleman showed some uh, quite a bit of interest. He was from Sweden, okay, uh, traveling to Urcha for the event. And so he's, you know, really showing some interest, asking questions. I'm sending him pictures. It looks like we've pretty much, you know, he wants this. And so this is Monday, uh, Urcha being, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or I mean, coming up on that. So this was the Monday before Urcha, the beginning of that week. And he's like, okay, so what would be, you know, I would need it Friday. And I'm like, all right, well, here's the deal. You know, now we're getting close on time because I got to box this thing up. Which, as you all know, finding a box for an airframe <laughs> is not awesome at no, all. No, it is not. No. And then you got to tear it down, box it up. And, you know, it seems like I always say that I'm going to do that ahead of time, but I never do. 
because you don't want to go through the tremendous amount. Of, when I sell something, I clean it. It's very clean. Everything's taken apart, inspected as it's taken apart in case you find something you didn't know, right? So, you know, he's still him and Han, and I'm like, dude, here's the deal. If, if you're going to buy this, you got to shit or get off the pot because I have got to get this thing tore down, boxed up, shipped. Like tomorrow. Yeah, like tomorrow. And he said, well, I absolutely have to have it on Friday. So we go, then we go back and forth on price, which is, well, well, what's the lowest you can go? And I said, I can't because you want this on Friday, which anytime you do anything other than like UPS ground or something on a 700 class airframe, just bend over because mm-hmm. it's coming. <laughs> not even so going to get a reach fi- around. Not no. even going to get that. So we finally agree. I quickly look up, by the way, don't ever quickly guess or quickly look up shipping prices. Don't do it because you're just going to. That's the quickest the way to get screwed, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> so what I guess to be, you know, uh, 60 bucks in shipping, right? To get it there in that amount of time. So I get it all tore down. Uh, we finally agree on a price. We agree that it has to be there on Friday. Uh, with this specific model, I take it apart. I find out that, oh, dude, a part that I had as an extra that I committed to him that I had as an extra was not a good part. It was bad. Here's where it all goes downhill. Because now you're committed, right? Mm -hmm. You said, I'm going to give you this. I'm a man of my word. If I say I'm going to give him that, I'm going to give him that. So what do I do? Oh, crap. Here we go. Okay, let's see. So at that time, I called up Helipros. I ordered the part, had them ship it. Now, I'm shipping all this stuff to this guy's hotel. If he does not get it on Friday, I'm now shipping it to Sweden. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, hell no. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I order this part and have it shipped from Helipros to him. There's 30 bucks. Because I got to make sure. Now, hey, priority probably will get there. I'm a man of my word. I don't do probably. I ship it to where I know that it will get there. I go to the box this thing. I get it all tore down. Everything looks great. I do not have a box for it that I thought. So now I'm under the pressure. That means next day at my lunchtime at work, sometime before then I have to find a box, put it in that box, get down to the shipping place and ship it. Enter 66-year-old wonderful mother. (laughs) (laughs) So my mom comes over in the morning to watch my son. Wife goes off to work, and she's like, I'll take it for you. Yeah, red flag number one. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Don't. Do not employ family members. Never, (laughs) ever employ people that are not experienced with shipping. Unless it's prepaid. And Unless it's prepaid it and all they have to, yeah, exactly. So, and I'm pretty stressed. I got a bunch of other stuff going on. So I said, okay, here we go. Fine. All you have, like it was already wrapped and everything. Set it in a box, put some peanuts on it, ship it off, call it good. Now I made the mistake of saying, you know, I looked up, looks like FedEx is going to be the cheapest. It has to be there by Friday. Okay. I take off to work. Not a thought. Eight phone calls later. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, now 
What about this? So, you know, she didn't follow any of my instructions, as in just run down the road and do this. She goes home. She tries to ship it from at home online. Every time she puts in her card number, it's, it says there's an error, but yet every time that was happening, it was taking money out. So then her card must be broken. So let's get Nick's card. So then <laughs> now I'm sitting there at work and, you know, ding, 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 email pops up. Oh, thank you for the $190 payment to FedEx. And I'm like, what? Oh, oh, no. Man. What in the hell is going on? And so now, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to yell at your 66-year-old mother because she was trying to help? No. But now we've surpassed the, the cutoff time during the day to get this under that rate that we had figured out before. Right. So now we have to go one day sooner. Now it jumps into a whole nother level of pain and agony <laughs> and suffering. So, you know, long story short, I sold this helicopter and between the $30 that it cost me to send that part over there to him, the shipping um, ended up being a hundred and thirty dollars. Oh my! Because goodness. she couldn't find one box, so she found two. Oh, you know, <laughs> nightmare. So it, it cost me a hundred and fifty bucks to sell something that I sold for, you know, six hundred bucks. And that is what I said. <laughs> this is it. And Justin has pitched me so much crap. Yeah, we, and Jesse, this is not the first time. I mean, we, <laughs> no. dude, every listener we have heard a New Year's resolution that was broke before the right? show even released. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, but this one was the first one that went so catastrophically wrong that I feel like if anything is going to give me a shot at stopping this, this is it. I, this was just, your intervention. It, this was this was my self intervention. For one, I don't believe it. So let's move on from that. And for two, <laughs> okay. you we have to let's make sure we're clear on the part that you employed your mother to do this. It's not like your mom yes, held yeah. you at gunpoint and said, "Bitch, I'm taking that package." No. <laughs> and, and what what I learned. <laughs> uh, what you don't know my mother. No, <laughs> What I learned, and this was my big, it, it's not the, the selling part that's bad. Never, ever do it under a time frame. Because at the end of the day, we as people and as individuals are not companies, mm -hmm. right? We have jobs, we have lives, stuff happens. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think it's pretty fair to say that you can always follow the you have to give someone two, three days tops to get something in the mail and shipped. Anything past three days is rude from the seller, in my opinion. But don't commit yourself, you know. Just don't, don't do it. And for God's sakes, be clear. Oh, dude, that wasn't even the rest of it. I forgot. So I, I'm just still <laughs> sitting here limping away from this. I put a set of servos up for sale and and I write, you know, 55 bucks ship. Every freaking person in the world knows that if you're you're in the US and you write 55 shipped, it means in the US. We all know mm -hmm. that. But God knows 
since I didn't technically write it, it's 2.30 in the morning. Some dude's PMing me. I'm half asleep. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Here's the PayPal address, whatever. I wake up in the morning. I go to print off a shipping label at home, and he's in freaking Quebec. <laughs> so I write him back, and I'm like, all right, here's the deal. Number one, I personally think that was kind of a deep bag maneuver because I think you knew what you were doing. I already have your money now. I'm a man of my word. I did not technically write shipped in the 48 states, blah, blah, blah. And and he writes me back and says, yeah, you know, usually I just, I volunteer right off the bat to include extra for international shipping because I know that. But since you didn't say anything, I figured you saw that and it was okay. And like, here's an opportunity for this guy to be like, oh yeah, dude, I'll throw you, you know, extra five, 10 bucks. It's all good. But yet he did it. So it's like, you know, I'm going to lie to you and tell you that that I really didn't want to stick it to you. But in the end, I'm going <laughs> to. So it was not a good experience at all. And it's all my fault because I, I made commitments to time frame that I shouldn't have done. And I was not clear and precise on every detail in my ad on the second one. So, you know. Again, a little set of 450 servos, so I'm for 55 bucks. Cost me 20 bucks to ship. <laughs> you know, it's uh. funny. It's funny you bring that up. I remember when I first started in the hobby and I was looking at, you know, all the for sale forums. For the longest time, I was like, why, what is this Conus at the bottom of all these ads? <laughs> what does that mean? Conus. <laughs> I'm like, and one day after about four months of looking through these, I was like, oh, that's what that means. Okay. Continental United States. Aha. So there you go. Just put a little conus at the end of your head. I say yeah, lower 48 not- myself. I, I've been in the same I, situation I as Nick. And I've gotten yeah. bit a couple of times. And just like Nick. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt if I was not clear and there have been times early on when I wasn't clear and I acted too fast and made the deal. And then I realized, oh, crap, they're in Canada. They're in Australia there. I mean, I've shipped it all over the damn world and I've gotten screwed each and every time. And these people are dirty. I mean, what's <laughs> up with that? Ooh. So don't you have, have any conscience? <laughs> well, dude, I mean, put yourself in, in their situation. If you they don't specify, they're, they're assuming you're not an idiot. And in reality, <laughs> you are an idiot. You are. Yeah, you didn't say what they're you meant. They're jumping all over that. They they're not going to read your mind. I call true. you out on it, too. I mean, but I've been on, I've been on that side before, and I have gotten screwed. And so... I always say shipped to the lower 48, not CONUS, not the U.S., not, I mean, if you are not in the continental United States, I am not shipping anything to you. Yeah, and for all our international brethren out there, here's the deal. It's nothing Oh, no, it is not. Absolutely not. (laughs) It's not personal because here's... And I maybe they just don't get how it works, right? We have United States Postal Service that you can use from the courtesy and comfort of your computer at home. It is very quick and easy if you are shipping priority, which priority, small priority flat rate boxes, 
are like the greatest thing in the entire world. Yes. Five dollars and fifteen yep. cents. And a free box. <laughs> and a free box. Everything goes in it. It stickies itself on the side. It's freaking awesome. Okay. I will ship a set of tail blades in there because it's that convenient. Even though it might cost me a dollar eighty to ship them otherwise, but here's the kicker: I can do all that from home. That that requires very little effort on my part. I drop it off on the way to work. Everything's good. International, we can't do that. That means I don't have to take time out of my day to drive down for my lunchtime, deal with these employees they call human beings at the post office, which. <laughs> Oh my God, you know, and then try and get back all just because, you know, you live 25 minutes across the border. I'm sorry. It's not it is personal, nothing personal, but I don't want to ship to you. But it's another country. Let me say one thing, uh, because Nick, I know that there are, there's somebody out there that lives in Canada that says, well, Nick, that's not completely true. You can do that with your computer. Look, we know you can do it. With your computer. I can do that. I can do international labels on my computer. But the most convenient way to do that requires a subscription fee to stamps.com. And unless I'm shipping out multiple things a week, I'm not going to do that. That require Anytime we ship international, we have to go to the post office. And that's, that's like going to the DMV. Yeah. And they, they try and like tell you why it's not that big of a deal. Like, you've never done this before, and you've never wanted to kill someone in the line at the post office. I mean, seriously. And well, it's just not that bad. All you got to do is one it form. just takes a couple yeah. minutes. It's just, just, yeah, it's just, I don't want to sell you It's anything. just a pain That's in the ass is. is what it is. <laughs> and, and, and it, you know, you go down to the postal service, and generally these people are not happy people. And they don't want to deal with your international package because now they have to go... And they have to pull the slips, and they have to type in these numbers that are huge, and it, it it they make you feel like you should be happy that you're giving them their business. It's just not a pleasant yeah. experience. Yeah. it just isn't. No, no, not at and all. And then also, we're not protected. Like we can't we can't track outside of the U.S. So if if this is all done through PayPal, and you get the package right. And then you say, you file a PayPal dispute. I never got it. PayPal will air on your you favor. You will get your money back. And you will get your money back. And if I just let out the biggest scam, then you know what? So be it. Because I'm not shipping anything to you anymore anyway. So, ha. <laughs> but that's that's reality. And that's why we all use PayPal. So we have protection. So you want me to inconvenience myself, take more time out of my day, have to try and figure out how much your shipping is, go through all that, and then sell you something completely unprotected. No. Yeah, and there's one other part of selling that I just don't like to deal with, and I generally don't sell. Like, anything that I've sold recently, I have handed to Nick or Jesse and said, can you sell this for <laughs> me? Look, I... Okay, I've sold some. I've sold a lot of helicopters because I had a lot of helicopters from the from the start, and I, I thinned them down drastically a couple years ago. And here's the part about selling that I hate: it's not it's not necessarily dealing, although that's not the fun part. Dealing with 
dealing with the boxes and the, all that stuff that Nick just told us about. For me, the worst part of selling is when the product arrives and, oh, you didn't tell me about this uh, this two millimeter scratch on the left side of the frame. You know, the nitpicky shit. Yeah, like, that that is tricky. Yeah. I've just gotten, the way I get rid of that, Dan, is... I, I go right out and say, look, this is the situation. You're going to see this, this, and this. If you want specific pictures, let me know. Otherwise, buy at your own risk. Yeah, I certify yeah, it's, a it's a good product. Heli. It is a, a used heli. heli for Christ's it's going to be crashed. Yeah. Most of them are crashed. Get over it. That's why they're better than planks, because you can go to the store and buy metal and plastic shit that makes them fly again. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just <laughs> you don't not, weigh that, down with not that big of a deal. It really isn't. <laughs> No, and that's, and you know, the shipping stuff is a hassle. Uh, it's selling to me is just a hassle. It really is. When I buy something, I expect that it's going to show up with some scratches, with some use. You know, you buy a gyro used, chances are there's going to be some scratch marks on the bottom from when the guy tried to take it off his yeah, heli. Pry it off their heli. You know, that, that this shit's going to be there. And uh, if it works, it works. That's all I'm looking for. It's just one of those things I don't like to deal with. Selling used stuff sucks. Selling used stuff sucks. Man, you know what, Nick? If I puff one more set of lipos, I think I'm going to go insane. Dude, well, you're telling me that you're not running Gen Z's packs? Ever since I started running them, man, I'm getting over 200 cycles on these sets of packs. If you're still puffing them, you need to get up to speed. I think I'm going to go check those out and get myself a set right now. You heard it here, folks. Gen Z's Packs, Nick's Mushroom Stamp of Approval. Find them at HobbyParts.com. I don't mind selling sometimes as much as I mind buying, and I'll tell you why. I hate having to sign for a freaking package at my house. It drives me freaking crazy. Who I mean, who is that set up for? I work for a living. I'm not going to be sitting there waiting for UPS to roll up at 2 p.m. on a Wednesday. And there are people that insist on having the package signed for. If if I ask for the signature to be waived, I accept the risk that my package may have been delivered and yet will not be waiting for me on, on my doorstep. And most people, literally 99% of the people that I deal with don't have an issue. And if they do, then what I've gotten into the habit of doing now, which is a really good trick, is if they're shipping via FedEx or UPS specifically, because the Postal Service usually isn't a problem, then I will have it redirected to a local like UPS store or FedEx Kinko's, and then I can go and pick it up after work. Let me but ask you I've this. gotten stuck in I've gotten stuck in these loops, Dan, where literally they keep coming and trying to re-deliver. And yes. I've even gotten one where it was sent back to the to the original seller because I wasn't able to get to the signature and they wouldn't waive it. Yeah. Um I'm actually experiencing that um now with something that I've got coming in. Did you, I, I tried to get a redirect, but they wanted me to pay 
for it? Do you have to pay for redirects? It depends. I I am I've signed up for like the UPS My Choice, and I can't remember what the FedEx one is. Maybe it's like My FedEx or whatever. And you can go on there, and here's the trick: some some of the stuff they will charge you for. I think a redirect is always a charge yep. unless it's to like a UPS yep. or FedEx store. But yep. you got to be careful with the redirects because if you wait until the day before, because I've learned this one too, if you wait until the day before it's supposed to show up and you do a redirect, then they will let it sit in the warehouse for another two or three days. I recently had something that I bought that came in and I was busy and I, I didn't get around to doing the redirect until the day before it was scheduled to be delivered at my house. I had it set to redirect to the UPS store and it ended up not showing up until the following Monday. This was a Thursday. So I ended up screwing myself and not getting it that weekend. Yeah. Ugh. Ah, it sucks. I don't know about you guys, but I enjoy um, going through the, the classified forums. Oh, and dude, I, it's a daily ritual for yeah. me. Yeah. You just never know because I've run across some spectacular. Deals. Yeah, I've bought I've bought helis with no pictures. So I don't, the price was so good. I bought a six hundred <laughs> nitro one time. The guy didn't even have pictures. I was like, I don't even care, dude. Send it to me, and and uh, turned out to be a pretty good heli. I flew it for for two two years. Yep. Uh, and most of the time, I'm not even looking for anything in particular. But it's one of those things where it's like today might be the day. You, you know, know where where you find. just see this and it's like I'm going for it. Whenever I'm looking for something specific, I remember back before the fly bar days, I was uh, I was big into the uh, Align GP750 tail gyros. Yep. Uh, and so I was constantly looking for them, and I uh, I had them on every heli, and I I was <laughs> the frustrating thing for me was every time I found the deal, I was always a, a half a day too late. You know, someone had just picked it up or you get the yep. PM. Oh, dude, you just missed it. I just just got it sold. But it's a fun game. I think we all kind of enjoy the, the classified thing. Jesse's like the king of selling sell a lot of stuff. He sells. Oh, man, he sells a lot I, of stuff. And I, I don't know if I've bought any. I think I've only bought one new heli kit and maybe a couple fly barless units new in this hobby. So you're you're Otherwise, you're big into those. Everything else has been used. Yeah. And you've had good luck with it? Any horror stories? I actually don't really have I I think I've told it before. I just have one horror story of when I bought a Beast X and it ended up being a scam, but Oh, that's PayPal, right. Oh, I remember PayPal came hearing through. about that. Yeah. And PayPal came um, through, you got your money back. PayPal, right? yep. Yeah. Never send as a gift. Ever ever ever. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's a big no-no. Uh, so you've had good luck. What's your secret, dude? Just thoroughness? No, I don't know. I'm just pretty. I guess I just wait. If I if there's something I don't like about the seller, it's you can't be too anxious to buy. I guess is would would be the advice. So let me ask you this: uh, not to interrupt you, but are when you do that, are you are are you kind of doing what Justin and I just talked about? You just happen to be crude, or do you go through yeah. looking for a specific thing? Well, like if I'm building that, if I'm building a heli, then I'm obvious. You know, I have items in mind. Yeah. Um, but mostly it's just cruising around and then you'll see that deal. And then all of a sudden you're convincing yourself, oh, I need that. But where before, like <laughs> you wouldn't have seen that. If you wouldn't have seen that, you never would have bought that. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like. what He's also got the gift of frugal. 
Yeah. Which has a tremendous amount of willpower. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, where you know, you and I would never it'd be like, dude, good deal. Take exactly. it. Exactly. And you know, it's funny, I, I was uh you guys remember when Castle had their little fiasco and it was right when they started reissuing the Ice Twos, uh, like the ADHVs mm-hmm. and whatnot. That was at that point in time where you, you just you just could not find one. I mean you, you could not find a new one. You you and the used market at that particular time was getting a little ridiculous. But I needed an ESC so bad uh, for this. It was for that Fusion that Rob crashed for me. (laughs) So I needed ESC so bad that I think I ended up paying more. I'm almost embarrassed to tell you guys how much I paid for. And I think it was... no. I honestly think I paid $255 for an ESC. Wow. Ouch. But you, I could, I, I, we went for weeks trying to find one. And finally, one showed up and no one was buying it. Why? Because it was so goddamn expensive. More than retail. <laughs> but I bit. And just that, because that whole thing, uh, I knew I was paying more, but I needed it. And like Nick just said, uh, I don't, I know I don't. I don't have that frugalness. If I want, if I, if I'm, especially if I need it, I will just buy it and go, I'll, ju- I'll justify well, it somehow. I'm, I'm talking about the other end too, though, where it's like, it's a really good deal. I kind of, I don't, it's not that instant, just hit the buy button. I kind of will think about it first, but then also, you know, really check out the seller as much as I can too. See, after, little, especially yeah. after the beast X incident. Now it's like, I go to their feedback I also now go to the scam, you know, like how they all have their little like scam section. Yep. Just read the first couple in there just to see what's going on. If there's any names that are popping up and, you know, I'm just surprised I've not been scammed because I've I, never that, been scammed here, either. I don't check. Shit. I don't check. I, that I don't, shit either. I don't, I don't generally check people either. I mean, I look to see if they have feedback. I will I not don't. necessarily, I'm not usually comfortable with making a deal with someone that doesn't have any feedback if they're yeah. like a brand new member. I don't I mean, know if, if they it was signed up unless to the it's forums small, like, like three days ago. That maybe that is that is one thing away. I did always look. Yeah. For. Uh, but I think also too back then when I was buying a lot of used stuff, you just kind of get used to seeing the movers Same. and the shakers. Ten, you know, the ten pe- people, twenty people. Yes, the, pe- the, the people who are constantly suspect. shifting around, buying and selling, and you know, you've you've read through other posts where they've had successful dealings with so and so. So yeah. you kind of, I don't know, you maybe you get an eye for it. But I do remember, I do remember that that is one thing I did quickly check. I would look over to the side if they've only been a member for three days. I would probably still buy it, <laughs> but I <laughs> maybe I would yeah, hover over the the buy now button for another five seconds before I did it. But I've never been, I've never had a problem with it. Knock on wood. Anybody else have any horror stories quickly? <laughs> no, I've had some bad experiences, but I think I've talked to talked about them on previous shows. Yeah. And that's the same thing too. And my bad experiences have never been in the process. It's always been in the end result once the product got there and I maybe wasn't thorough enough. But I will take the opportunity to get on my soapbox again, like a broken record. Damn you people that ask for me to include the PayPal fees. Yeah, I don't like that either. Worthless. Just just <laughs> don't even waste my time. 
Yep. Yeah, I, I don't had, even I look at cool your, the other. I look at it. I look at it and I scoff. Okay, <laughs> and then Justin, Justin, I go back this? and look at other threads. <laughs> yeah, I how do the same this? thing. The other day, so I was selling something a couple weeks ago. I don't even remember what it was, and we agree on a price. And he sends me extra, and I'm like, "Hey, just thought I'd let you know. Got a couple bucks coming back. You sent me too much." He's like, "Don't worry about it. Thought I'd cover the PayPal fees." Oh, I'm like sweet, sweet. I, you know, no asking, no nothing. He's just like, "Thought I'd just help you out. Got a good deal, so I decided to and just that's, cover the PayPal yeah, fees that's, for you." Yeah, that's that's nice of him. Absolutely. I but oh. the point. I guess the point I'm trying to make is, if you are selling something, take that into consideration. You, you definitely take out your calculator on your phone, on your computer, on your desktop, whatever it is, type in 1.03, multiply that by the price you thought you were going to sell it for, type that number into your thread. Done. <laughs> it's that okay? easy, right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way to set Justin off with that. Get him back yeah, up on that soapbox. Uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, here uh, an, an incredible string of vulgarities that I'll end up having to cut out of the show anyway, so maybe we should just let that <laughs> Lots one go. Lots of beeps and, yeah. Probably. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up, guys, we've been talking about how good of a job Dieter's been doing on the RCHN website calendar. There are tons of freaking fun flies this season, and the season's not over, so I figured it might make sense for us to walk through a couple of the fun flies that are coming up here. So we're already into the beginning of August, right? And if we look down the list, I'm just going to go into our calendar on the front webpage and check it out. We've already been talking a lot about the 22nd annual CMHC Cascade Model Heli Club Fun Fly. That's going to be here in Snohomish, Washington, uh, the 16th through the 18th of August. Same weekend, Heli's Over Delaware Fun Fly and the Tri-City Twister RC Heli Club Fun Fly and Fundraiser. The following week, the 22nd through the 25th, the Great Northern Pitch Fest, the 10th Shanghai International Model Exhibition, Memphis Prop Busters Helicopter Fly-In, uh, OMFC Heli Fun Fly, and the weekend after that, last week in August, is the 11th Annual Northeast Heli Jamboree. Let's see, going into September, we have the 2013 Collective RC Fun Fly, September 6th through the 8th. Also, the, the Red Stick HeliFest 2013 in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That's also the 6th through the 8th. The Michigan Whirlybirds Fun Fly is the same weekend. Then coming back to the Pacific Northwest, the week of the 11th, our good buddy, Actually, that's the bad trucking term, isn't it, Dan? It Our is. friend, Chris McVeigh, down in Corvallis, Oregon, is putting on his first annual Rotary Motions Hobbies Pacific Northwest Fun Fly. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it to that one, but hopefully some of our friends locally will be able to. There's also the NEHC Heli Phenomenon that same weekend and the Pensacola, Florida Heli Fun Fly. Weekend of the 20th through the 22nd, Southern Rotary Classic and the Lehigh Valley Helicopter Fun Fly. The last week in September is 11th Annual Albuquerque Helicopter Fun Fly, Rotorfest 2013, the Tullahoma, Tennessee Fun Fly, 
And I think moving into October, which is usually the last month where we see a decent number of fun flies, there is the Invasion of the Hellies, which I've never heard of. Have you guys heard of that one? I have. That's in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Yeah. Uh, that That's going to be going on the 11th through the 14th. That actually extends till Monday, which is pretty interesting. I've never known a fun fly to extend into Monday over the weekend. And then on the 25th through the 27th, the third annual Rotors over Uachita. Uachita. Do it, Nick. What's the? How do we pronounce that again? I'm going with Wachita. Third annual Rotors over the Wachita, 25th through the 27th of October. That's being put on uh, down by the near or down by the um, by Louisiana, I think, by Chad Stout and the guys at near RC Flying Tigers. So the season is not over, despite what Dan's trying to tell you. It's almost over <laughs> here in the Pacific Northwest, but there are a lot of awesome fun flies to go. So if it's yes. in your area, get on the calendar, check it out. And if you know one that is not on our calendar, then get in contact with Dieter or with one of us or come and post it on our forums under the event section. Excellent. A lot of good fun flies to go to. Sadly for us, that's not the case. Do we only but have one more, dude? We've only got, well, one more. Uh, one, well, Snohomish. Snohomish. And, uh, and then there's the other, that other one you mentioned, um, but that's in September. Yeah, the Rotary Motions. Chris is doing his in place of the September Othello, I think. Yes, yeah. Correct. And it's, yeah. it's down in Corvallis, which yeah. is probably why I won't be able to make it, unfortunately. Go out and get some flying in, guys. We should just go to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's do it. Why not? Go to the mini blowout. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. That'll be right about the time I'm ready to kill someone because of all the rain. Yeah, who's got a fun fly in October or November that we can go to so that we can get over the depressing rain? Yep. (laughs) Not me. I know what you were saying. I was only kidding. You probably couldn't even make it out to your vehicle to get to the airport at that Dude, actually... Strangely enough, I, our falls here are fantastic up until about mid-November, and that's when all hell breaks loose. <laughs> um, literally, you'll wake up; you know, it'll it'll be you know nice fall, fifty degrees, sixty degrees, sunny, cool days, cool nights. You'll wake up one morning, and there'll be a foot of snow, and that that's it for the rest of the year. The start. But uh, yeah, looking forward to some good fall flying myself. That's a great. I falls one of my favorite times of year. I just love it. Uh, we have very little wind and nice warm days. So short days though. And the smoke's going to go away, right? And the smoke. You know, how has it been doing, dude? I gotta say, so far so good. But uh, you know, smoke season for us. Starts right about now. And I did mention that it did kind of start a week ago or a week and a half ago. But the real bad smoky month for us is always September. Uh, so we have yet to see. It's not been Tough bad, though. To look forward to. It's not. Yeah, it's not been bad. We had a few days where it was kind of shitty, but those fires kind of cleared up, whatever, blew out, got put out, whatever they had to do. And the smoke kind of went away. But we 
it's a horribly dry year. I suspect that we're going to have a lot more snow or snow smoke. <laughs> we're going to have a lot more smoke. <laughs> it's just going to get real it's bad. It's going to suck. Bad weather. So, guys, I think that's about it. Uh, but if you would want to send one of us an email, and if one of those people happen to be Nick, maybe Nick will tell us how you can do that. You would probably have to send me an email at nick at rchelynation.com. And Justin, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? You could send me an email at justin at rchelynation.com or look me up on the forums or in the chat box. And we'll just forget about Jesse. We don't really care if anybody. Yeah, I don't want any emails. <laughs> Jesse doesn't want any emails. I want to <laughs> no, send. I want to send the hate you mail to Jesse. I want to know where I can send that picture that I took the other day that you asked me to take. Where would I send that to? Yeah, just send that to Jesse at rchelynation.com. and let's hope that the filters catch it before I have to see that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to send me an email, you can do that at dan at rchelynation.com. or you could also. Catch me on our forums or in the chat box. I just also want to say too, man, the Facebook is just, I don't know what happened. It just went nuts. It just went crazy. I mean, I, our listeners are the They best. just are. I mean, just thank you for the support. And uh, it's just so incredible to watch that Facebook grow. Uh, come check out the forums. The forums are really starting to pick up as well. Maybe it's just that time of year. I don't know. But uh, it's a great place to, to, you know, get yourself involved in some conversation and uh, the chat box as well. Uh, always some people in there hanging out. Other than that, guys, this has been episode number 98. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We'll see you next Monday. Adios. See you guys. Cheers. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you in part by Heli Pros, KDE Direct, Progressive RC, and Jen's Ace Batteries. We thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email. What is going on? <laughs> Am I in the right call? Am I in the right call? Yeah. The right I need to check call. this. You are dirty. <laughs> oh, how dirty. Oh, man. I might tap to use that for the first clip. There you go. Just Nick there saying, I go. feel dirty. I'm like, if you, you want to find out how dirty, please enter your credit card information. <laughs> We're on 97 now, right? No, 98. No, dude, 98. 98. <laughs> All right. <laughs> a new way to bring money in for the show. <laughs> What's your fantasy? Oh, yeah, exactly. Now, Jesse's moral compass has gone by the wayside. It's gone. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, All right, let's do this, guys. <laughs> I'm done. Compose. Compose. We're professionals here. Ooh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
two. Come on. For tuning tips, please press two. To watch Jesse stroke his tail boom, please press three. If you want me to make you feel dirty, press four. And on number five, Justin's not flying. He's doing something else. If you, <laughs> if you want Dan to ride your old blue, press five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. That was like that was like Paris Hilton jewelry right there. <laughs> dirty and valuable all at the same time. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> Okay, here we go, guys. Ready? <clears throat>